I'm jumping in with a quick message that I've added to all HR Coffee Time episodes to let you know that my group programme, Inspiring HR, is back. In case you haven't heard of it before, it's an intensive six-week programme for mid and senior level HR and people professionals. So if you're an HR business partner, HR manager, head of HR or HR director, or the people equivalent, so a people business partner, people manager, head of people or people director, and you'd like to build your confidence, your credibility and your impact at work, Inspiring HR could be perfect for you. We get started on Wednesday the 5th of June 2024 when we'll be meeting up over Zoom for two hours every week. The group sessions are a blend of group coaching, training and facilitation. They're supportive, encouraging and practical and each week has a slightly different focus. So in week one, we look at setting yourself up for success. Week two is about boosting your confidence. Week three focuses on being strategic in your role. Week four is all about building key relationships. Week five takes a deep dive into influencing at a senior level. And the final week looks at planning for the future. There's a link with the full details in the show notes for you. Or you can learn more by going to my website, Bright Sky Career Coaching, clicking on services and then clicking on Inspiring HR Group Programme. I would love to have you join us and to get to know you throughout the programme. But if you have any questions about Inspiring HR at all, please feel free to ask by getting in touch through the website and I would be very happy to answer them for you. Welcome to another episode of HR Coffee Time with me, Faye Wallace, a career coach and outplacement specialist with a background in HR, and I'm also the founder of Bright Sky Career Coaching. It feels terrible to admit this, but when I very first did my coach training many years ago now, and I was told that we had to figure out how to help our clients work out what their values were, I thought, "Mm, this sounds like a big waste of time. (laughs) I just want to be able to help people be really practical and things that are going to help them move on with their careers. Well, I was soon eating my words because you have to actually go through all of the activities yourself when you do your coach training. So I had to figure out what my values were at that moment in time. Your values can shift over time and over your life. At that moment in time, when I did figure out what my values were, I suddenly realised how incredibly helpful the activity had been. And it's turned out to be something I've used with my coaching clients in all sorts of situations. So often, if someone's thinking of changing career, we'll do the values exercise or a values exercise just to check that it's not the career they've completely fallen out of love with because it can often be a mismatch or a misalignment with values and actually all you've got to do (laughs) is figure out how to move into a different role so the same job but maybe within a different organization or change things around you so that your values are being met again if you're not thinking of changing career but maybe you just feel a bit unhappy and unfulfilled at work It could well be that it's because all of your values aren't being met at that moment in time. So by being able to figure out what your values are, you can then put things in place to make sure that you are meeting them. 
In fact, this introduction could go on for ages if I was to tell you all of the different ways values can help. So I will stop going into too much detail about them. You'll hear me talk about them a bit more further into the episode and some of the different situations it can be helpful to know them. I thought for this week we would do something a little bit different. I have a fabulous guest called Zoe Hawkins joining me on the show today and she actually demonstrates live a coach tool which is called a values elicitation exercise. She coaches me live so that you can see actually what is one of the processes for unlocking your values. You can give it a try yourself if you would like to, or if you're interested in joining the Inspiring HR Group Coaching Programme, it's starting up again in September, and this is one of the exercises that we'll be using in that. But now let's crack on with the show and meet Zoe. Zoe, it's wonderful to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. And before we get into the main part of the show, it would be wonderful if you could just introduce yourself and explain a little bit about who you are and what kind of work it is that you do. Yeah, sure. So I'm Zoe Hawkins. I'm one half of In Good Company, which is a business I run with my business partner, Joanne, Joanne Wheatley. And we are predominantly coach trainers, so we train people, actually predominantly HR people, although our audience is much bigger now, in terms of you know, people from PR, communications, we've actually got poker players on our, <laughs> on our coaching training programs, and dog trainers, and all sorts. So really wide audience, but it started in HR, because that's our background, so... Joe and I are both from the field of HR and now we run a coaching training organization but we also have our own portfolio of one-to-one clients where we work with largely senior leaders and people on a CEO pathway kind of supporting them in their career development and I have a specific passion for helping people with confidence and inner belief and overcoming self-doubt. So we have a, an organization that trains people in coaching and also we provide, I guess, a one-stop shop for coaching training in supporting organizations and also individuals, whichever stage of the coaching journey they're on. So we also provide CPD for qualified coaches as well. Brilliant. Thank you so much for that intro. It's brilliant for everyone to hear a little bit more about you. And there are a couple of reasons that we have come to this point of recording the episode together today. So obviously, I know that everyone listening is unlikely to be a trained coach. I know we do have some coaches who are listening to this podcast, but it's primarily for people who work within HR, no matter what stage they are at in their career. So whether they're quite new to HR or they're in a very senior role and have been working there for a long time. But as Zoe just explained, she does a lot of coach training, but also she and her business partner create the most amazing resources, many of which are completely free for trained coaches. So I have been following Zoe's work for a really long time. She's got some brilliant YouTube tutorials. There's a fantastic Facebook community. And recently she launched a podcast, which I listen to. (laughs) I see it all really as my own CPD. And then Zoe got in touch with me through LinkedIn and said, would I like to have a chat about podcasts? So 
I thought, wow, this is amazing. I can't believe it. I've been following this person from for all this time and really benefiting from a lot of the work that she puts out into the world. Of course, I'll have a chat. And it's while we were on that chat that we talked about you potentially coming on the show as a guest and thought, well, what would I ask you to talk about? When I suddenly remembered I had seen one of your YouTube tutorials that you did with your business partner, Joe, which is all based around value solicitation. And for a lot of my coaching work, a foundational step in that is helping people identify what their values are. Once you're really aware of what your values are, you can often then figure out if you aren't very happy at work, actually why that is. A lot of the time that might be because there's a values clash or if you feel like, oh, you're not getting the fulfillment from your career that you would like to have, then you can realise, oh, it's because I'm not really being able to lean into this particular value enough. I mean, really, there are just countless ways they can help. Now, I remember discovering my values in and around my coaching training. No, in fact, I was working with a coach before and I discovered my values and suddenly things just made sense to me. I was just like, oh, that's why I get frustrated at that or, oh, that's why I'm feeling this way. It suddenly became obvious to me when things hadn't necessarily been like that before. <laughs> yes, definitely. And I think... Well, they can help in so many different ways, can't they? I think also realising that the values we hold for ourselves are different for everybody else. So if there is some sort of conflict with another person who you work with, a lot of the time it can be because there's a values clash. So the way that they're navigating and judging situations and making decisions is very different to yours because there are actually different things that at the core are really important to them. So again, once we understand that, it can make it much easier for us to then build relationships and see things from other people's points of views once we realise just how unique they are for us all. Absolutely. And I think it's also helps us to understand that inner conflict within us as well. So you can have two things that are equally important to you. So for example, you may have a thirst for drive and achievement in your role and they may represent a couple of your values. You may also have a value around, you know, balance and wanting to spend time with your family. And, and those two can be in conflict because they're both important, yet they pull in different directions. And I think just having an understanding deeply of those things that are important to us, the things that matter, can really help us to understand why we experience the world the way we do, why we feel the way that we do. And through awareness comes choice. And I think that's the key thing, that your values, it's not so much knowing your values for values' sake. It's about knowing your values so you have a great awareness of what's happening for you at any one point in time so you can move to choice rather than feeling like you're in a place of being stuck. Absolutely. I definitely couldn't have put that as well as you. Thank you so much, Zoe. And now hopefully we have everyone hanging on the edge of their seats thinking, oh, I can't wait to hear this amazing value solicitation exercise. Shall we move straight into it? Yeah, let's do it. So the one I'm going to do with you today, Faye, is actually from the field of NLP. So it's not my own activity as much as I'd love to claim credit for it. I believe the, fact the creator of this particular activity is Tad James. I may go off script a little bit, but that's essentially where it comes from. So we just start with a simple question, and that is, what is important to you at work? 
And shall I just give you one answer or shall I start reeling off different Just things? reel off whatever is in your mind and we will take it from there. So what we're aiming to do is get to a, a top 10, but that's going to start with essentially just sharing what comes to mind for you. So the first things that pop into your mind, I'll take some notes. If we were together, that would be really helpful. You might want to take notes as well, actually, so you can kind of hear back some of the words. And then we'll move through a series of questions to get towards a top 10. Okay, brilliant. I'm going to get my note paper at the ready. Fabulous. Just grab a pen. No worries. Okay, I've got my notes. So what is important to you at work? Learning, definitely. So if I don't feel that I'm learning something new and progressing, then I tend to get bored and then I switch off and, yeah, I feel a bit fed up. Yeah, great. What else? What else is important? The other thing that's important to me that you've already touched on, and I'm sure will resonate with lots of other people, is that there's balance. So I also get to spend time with my family as well, particularly my children. Yeah. The other thing that's important to me about my work is that it's people-focused. And what does that give you, that that kind of being people-focused? Being people-focused, it gives me real energy. I love being able to meet different people, collaborate with different people. Like today, this is a classic example of it. I feel very lucky through the podcast that I've I've got to meet you. And I suppose when I say people-focused, though, it's not just about working alongside or collaborating with people. The people focus, I want to be able to help people in some way. So before I worked in HR, so before I became a coach, I worked in HR. And before that, I was a a teacher. Oh, right. (laughs) I feel like I I want to be able to help others achieve their goals and, and to make progress or overcome a challenge they might have. So any of those things important to you? So you talk there around uh, energy, collaboration, helping others. Do you think any of those form values of yours? I think probably. I wonder if helping others is a better way of articulating it rather than saying people focused, because I suppose people focused sounds a bit vague, doesn't it? It, They're your values. They can sound however (laughs) you need them to sound. (laughs) And... It's funny that you picked up on energy because I didn't even really register that I I just said that out loud because I spent a lot of time thinking about and really trying to pin down the values for my business for Bright Sky Career Coaching because when it stopped being just about me and I started having other coaches I was working alongside, I really, really worried about who I was going to ask to work with me. I wanted to make sure that the quality of the service remained high. But when I really thought about, well, what else is it that I really want to make sure they're meeting? I realised it was my values for the business. So although that's slightly different to career, and one of those values is (laughs) empowerment. I really like this idea. Well, it's really important to me that if someone works with me, they feel empowered so they know how to move forward but as part of that it's feeling energized I don't think it's appropriate to have a really high energy all the time but I like that idea that as part of my career I've got the opportunity to feel energized and uplifted and it's not just me that that's happening to the people who I interact with as well. So you talked there around empowerment and energy or energized I think was the words that you used any of those ones you want to capture as values of yours? Yes, I think we could definitely go with empowerment and energised. 
You also, when you were chatting there, mentioned quality in that description. I'm just wondering, is quality a value of yours or something that's important to you at work? Sure, I've never picked up on that before. I don't think I've ever formally said all that is one of my values. But yes, I know that another, there are lots of different ways. I should have said this at the beginning, shouldn't I, Zoe, of figuring out what your values are. This is just one of many exercises you can do. And I know one way of spotting what your values might be is to see what behaviours really frustrates you in the workplace or you're not happy with and actually shoddy work. (laughs) If something isn't done to a high standard, if there isn't quality there, that does, oh, it really grates on me. So yes, quality is really important to me. Brilliant. So we've got so far, let's check our lists aligned, learning, balance, then we switched out people focus for helping others, empowerment, energy, and quality. What else is important to you at work? Well, with the learning piece, that isn't just about learning for the sake of it, and because learning is a nice thing to do. It's learning so that I can improve things and make things better and drive things forward and and have an impact. So I feel like there's probably a bit more to that than me just saying learning. Mm, What's the word that would sum up that for you? Drive things forward, let me think. I think maybe having an impact. So can I keep learning, please? And then add on a final one, which is adding an impact. Yeah. Yeah, or making an impact. Great. Okay, so we're going to change tact a little bit now and start to explore some of your motivation strategy. Now, I'm going to ask you this question, and bearing in mind we are on a live podcast with thousands of listeners, Faye. (laughs) You don't have to give us, like, the detail of the story, but I'm going to ask you to recall a time when you were just really motivated, really engaged at work. You don't need to tell me what that is, but when you can think of that, particular scenario I want you to tell me what was important about that for you so can you remember a time when you were really really motivated enthusiastic excited about work yeah I should probably use an example from since I've had bright sky career coaching instead of going back into the depths of my previous career I suppose so if I think I can think of something that's happened really recently actually great So as you think of that specific time, what was it about that that gave you that sense of sort of motivation, fulfillment, excitement? Well, there are lots of things that go into it that gave me that sense of fulfillment. One is that I've been asked to help. So it's nice to know that my services are needed and wanted in this particular context that I've been recommended. So that was a really nice feeling. It's not someone who's just sort of come across me through Googling. It's because there's been a recommendation. So I feel like my work's valued. That's one of the reasons it was a nice feeling. It was also a good feeling because it's an opportunity to help a whole group of people at at quite a stressful point in their lives. Because, as you know, part of my services are outplacement. So in this particular instance... It's um, because a group of people are very sadly going to be losing their jobs. So I always feel a bit conflicted about this because, of course, someone losing a job then actually means that it results in business for me. And I found that quite hard to reconcile at first with the work that I do. But now I think, well, no, the reason I'm really excited and I'm not sure excited is the right word, pleased I've been approached is because I know I can help. Because if those people were to leave and no help was put in place at all, I know how much harder it's going to be for them and then 
I know it's going to be the most rewarding feeling in the world when I get emails and messages from people letting me know that they found a new role and that they're happy and that potentially it's even better than what they were doing before. So I'm hearing a couple of things in that. So it sounds like that is about a couple of the values that we've captured already around helping others and impact. A couple of other things I picked up on. I'm wondering that piece that you mentioned around the recommendation. I'm not sure what word you would put to it, but I'm wondering if that's something about recognition or being valued. Like what is the value that you think that represents for you? Yeah, I suppose the and I, I hear this come a lot up a lot actually with other people when I'm coaching them. Is this? It's such a nice feeling to be recognised for your work or to know that you're making a difference. So, for example, if I get messages from people who listen to the podcast, it genuinely makes my day. It's the nicest feeling ever because you feel like all this work you're putting into something and you're really trying your best. Someone's noticed it and it's helped them. So I'm not sure. I feel like I've just thrown loads of (laughs) different reasons at you. Well, I've written down recognition. Would that feel accurate to you? Yeah, I think recognition is is really lovely to have and and it helps keep me going, definitely, with things. But it doesn't feel quite as foundational as some of the other ones that we talked about. And another thing I'm wondering, again, this is just from what I heard you say, I heard you talked about that conflict and reconciling that you being called in to support people who are in a challenging position. And I'm just wondering whether integrity or something related to that is a value of yours. I don't don't know how to articulate it, but I wish that I could just help everyone for no money at all. I don't really like the idea of being paid for work that I'm knowledgeable about you know it's easy to share the knowledge and I think a way I've reconciled that is actually by having the podcast so that I know I'm putting a resource out into the world for free that can hopefully help lots of people that that sort of helped me reconcile I'm probably a terrible business person (laughs) with being paid for stuff so I don't know if that's about integrity or or what it is or if I'm just not (laughs) geared up for business. So the helping others is sounds like that's in there. Maybe there's something else, but we can hold that to one side for a moment. Okay, so I'm going to read you out what we've got. Tell me if I've missed anything. So we've got learning, balance, helping others, empowerment, energized quality, impact, maybe something about recognition, although you said that that was a bit lower down. Have I missed anything so far? I don't think so. Okay. So if you had all of these things in a role... Is there anything else that you would need in order to stay in that role? Uh, quite lucky that I have all of those things mm-hmm. <laughs> in this role, so I don't really want to go anywhere. I don't think that there is. Okay. And if you had all of these things in a role, and I'm a recruiter, and I phone you up, and I say, Faye, I have the most incredible role for you. You've got all of these things, plus this amazing one other thing. What might be that other thing I could offer you that would tempt you away, if anything at all? I have to say, it would be really hard to be tempted away. If all of those components were there, I think, (laughs) I don't know if this is a value though, if this is just a practicality. If they said, I'm going to have the most amazingly (laughs) organised systems and admin person supporting you who will just take care of 
anything admin related seamlessly for you and handle your inbox and, <laughs> you know, anything else that needs doing to help you. I think that's the one thing that would sway me. Although I suppose there's nothing that's stopping me from putting this magical person in place now. But that's the side of work I find challenging. <laughs> oh, it sounds very dreamy. So I'd be totally in there with you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we'll both get that job. <laughs> yeah. But oh, I suppose on a serious note, does that give you any awareness of a value that that might represent? I'm not sure if that's a value or more of an understanding of my weaknesses. So I think some of the values I've mentioned probably play into my strengths and organisations are constant work in progress for me. (laughs) (laughs) Fab. Well, why don't we hold it there? So where we would tend to go next, just for your listeners so they can see how it develops, is to just check back in on those and have some reflection time thinking about whether there was some more. Then I'd get you to prioritise them putting them in order of importance and that can take some time to kind of just feel into them and and understand and sometimes it's about right which one would you give away first and you'd already mentioned recognition to you doesn't feel as powerful as some of the others so we'd expect to see that lower down in your list and some of the other ones would be higher in importance and the reason we do that is because typically you tend to really have quite a felt sense of your top six values so if your number one value is learning for example and you aren't doing anything that is stretching or challenging you or fulfilling that value in some way you're really going to feel that in either frustration or boredom or dissatisfaction or some kind of emotive experience And also what we would get you to do when you've got a nice neat and tidy top 10 is to score them against how things are for you currently so you can get an idea of how well are you actually fulfilling your values in the here and now and what does that give you awareness into in terms of what you might want to focus on so we use values in terms of helping us to set goals and we can also use values in helping us with our awareness and in terms of how things are and as you said Faith that is just one way to understand and elicit your values. There are lots of other different values tools on in the industry that can help you to achieve a similar outcome. Yes, and I believe you have got a values tool in your book that has recently been released, haven't you? Yes, yeah. So it is a walkthrough of, of this tool that is similar, a couple of different builds on it, and you can find that one. Our book is called Deciding to Coach, and it is uh, designed for that reader who finds themselves in a place in their career where they are interesting like us I think like craving more in terms of helping others making an impact being able to experience work in a slightly different way and we introduce clients to helping them to understand or readers indeed into understanding what that's about for them and whether coaching might be a good fit for them as an alternative career or an additional career indeed because actually many people will read the come and train as a coach and then start to integrate those coaching skills into their current role so I'm really looking forward to reading the book I think I have a copy of it winging its way to me at the moment and I will be sure to make sure that I put a link to it in the show notes for anyone else who's interested And that just leaves me to ask you for anyone who has thought, oh, it's been brilliant to meet Zoe today. I would love to learn more about her work. 
What is the best way of them doing that and also for them to get in touch with you if they'd like to? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think a lot of people find us through our podcast. So that's how we found each other. So you can listen in to Joe and I on our podcast. It's called The Coaching Crowds. That's one way to learn more about us and our work and what we're doing in the industry. You can also come and join our Facebook group, which is also called The Coaching Crowds. That's our free community of coaches and aspiring coaches. We have a lot of HR leaders in there who are seeking to make a difference through their work. And you can visit our website, which is igcompany.co.uk, and you can get in touch with us in that way. Brilliant. And I'll put links to all of those in the show notes. And I've just realised I normally always ask every guest if they can recommend a non-fiction book. I have just totally assumed it will be <laughs> your book. <laughs> so are you happy for your book to be your recommendation or was there something else that you wanted to share? Yeah. Do you know what? That would be wonderful to recommend our book. So it's Deciding to Coach and that's available on Amazon. But as I'm kind of looking in, the listeners can't see, but we're recording this on a screen. And the book that always stands out to me is Atomic Habits. That's another book that I love. I'm sure that's been recommended a couple of occasions on your podcast. That's one of the books that I really enjoy reading as well. Well, weirdly, it's a book. Can you see it that it's on my desk right now? I don't think you can see it on the screen, can you? No. Well, our screens are actually frozen, Faye. I don't know whether you can see me moving, but mine's been frozen for about the past 20 minutes. But what I have got is a slice of my bookshelf behind me and a topic habit sort of stands out at me. So I don't know where yours is in your room, but... Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's really weird. Because we're recording this podcast episode a little bit in advance. So it will be going out a couple of weeks or a few weeks after we've recorded it. But I've been beavering away on <laughs> an ep- a solo episode that I'm releasing this week. And I was just checking through my copy of Atomic Habits to see if I'm going to mention some of the things in there or not. So yeah. it's as if you're reading my mind. Well, there we go. Def- <laughs> I definitely agree. It's, it's a great book and it's by James Clear. So I'll make sure I put a link to that in the show notes as well. So thank you so much, Zoe, for coming on today. It's the first time on the show that there's been any sort of live coaching. And it's taken me by surprise that the first time I've decided to do live coaching, it's actually <laughs> by being coached by someone else who is an absolute pro. So Thank you very much. I really hope that for anyone listening, it's helped to give them a bit more of a feel of what it would be like to go through a value solicitation coaching session, but also to help really explain just why and how understanding what our values are can be so important. Absolutely. And I I hope it was genuinely helpful for you as well, Faye. It sounds like you had a couple of light bulb moments as you were kind of going through discovering your values, which I think is a very typical experience. It doesn't actually matter how many times you might have come across values and and done values work. Whenever I do these sorts of activities, I still discover and learn another depth to how my values show up either in everyday life or in different scenarios. So uh, it was great fun and I hope your listeners have enjoyed it too. Oh, thank you so much. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it and it was helpful. If it was useful and you've been enjoying the podcasts, I would be so grateful if you could rate and review it for me in either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you so much and I will be back again next week.